Hi folks, welcome to the first ever showing of From the Sound. I'm your host, Jake Burr, and uh, so in this first episode, I'm probably going to be talking about uh, what the most controversial topics in sports are right now, and as of right now, this past season, we've started to realize the most controversial topic is who's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. That's one of the heatest top, the most heated topics right now and so it comes down to we could say three four we could list all these players who are great but when it comes down to greatest it comes down to two people it comes down to michael jordan and lebron james people as of right now are probably going to be thrown in well what about kobe bryant kobe bryant is not even the greatest player at his position right michael jordan is so for this sake let's leave him out and we're just going to stick to these two players right now so, to be informed on this topic, I gotta kind of inform you on some of their stats, right? So in basketball, they more care about totals. It's not so much your averages. Averages are nice, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did not get famous because he averaged a lot of points per game. He is who he is today and one of the greatest players of all time because he leads the league an all-time points per game, or sorry, not points per game, uh, but an all-time points scored. That's all that really matters in basketball is totals. Like John Stockton's leading assist leaders, but it, he, it didn't matter how many assists per game he has, by the way, which he has almost all the records per season. Um, so we're going to look at some of the averages and totals as well, so we can kind of get a comparison on what we'll see. So throughout his career, Jordan averaged more points per game and more steals per game and a better free throw percentage. Better than LeBron. That's it. LeBron averages more rebounds, more assists, better free or better field goal percentage, and a better three-point percentage. So not only is he a better passer, rebounder, he's more efficient at scoring than so-called the greatest scorer of all time. He's more efficient. That's To me, that's most important because if efficiency doesn't mean everything, then why is Russell Westbrook getting hate for shooting 35% from the field? I get it. 35 is not, you know, 50% like Michael Jordan was, but efficiency does mean everything. And especially if he's more efficient, you got to give the scoring almost to LeBron. And if that doesn't really persuade you, do you still think... Michael Jordan is the greatest scorer of all time. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying that LeBron's more efficient. He always has been. He's been a team player which makes the right basketball play. Right? He doesn't have that mindset where it's, give me the ball, I'm going to score this last second bucket. His mindset is, let's make a great play. If I'll pass it, that doesn't bother me. It's the, I'm here, I'm going to make the right play. And I think that's what separates him. It's more high percentage shots. So, like I talked about earlier, is totals. Totals mean everything in basketball. LeBron has more points, more rebounds, more assists, more blocks than Michael. The only thing that Michael has total more than LeBron is steals. And by a pretty big margin, might I say. But the stats favor LeBron. 
this past year, LeBron's been getting bashed on because he didn't make the Lakers go to the playoffs, right? They act like it's LeBron's fault. LeBron has no supporting cast. And if the ones he does have are young and still have a lot to learn. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about he's not the player he used to be, right? LeBron, he's starting to become older and older. His age is starting to catch up to him. I don't know how many 34-year-olds can score 27-7-7 in a game throughout a whole season. If he was anybody else, that's an MVP caliber year. If Kawhi Leonard was putting up 27-7-7, he'd be in the talk with James Harden and Giannis. Those kind of stats are incredible because LeBron, we know what he's capable of. Oh, this is a down year for him. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense because, yeah, his wins weren't as much as he used to, but he has no supporting cast. No matter how great you are, you need help. One man won't win a championship. So a lot of people are comparing him to a lot when Jordan went to the Wizards after he retired and came back and he went to the Wizards. So, when Jordan came back, he averaged 21-4-6. And he was a ball hawk. I don't have his usage rating on me right now, but I'm sure it's higher than what LeBron is right now. And he's averaging more points, more rebounds. Oh yeah, and more assists. So, it's nothing like when Jordan went back. LeBron is on his own level. He's deteriorating. Even if he was deteriorating, and he's going slower and slower each season, it's going to be a long time until he gets where Jordan is and was when he got into the Wizards. Le- in my mind, LeBron's easily the GOAT. He, not only has he scored more efficiently and proven to be a better scorer than LeBron, or sorry, than Michael Jordan was, he facilitates the ball better, and he rebounds better, and he gets his team more involved. The biggest argument that Jordan has over LeBron is that he's 6-0 in the finals and LeBron's 3-6. But the teams that LeBron was on during those teams, excluding the Heat, let's take the Heat out of that, because that he should be 4-5. He should have won that one with the Heat against Dirk. So let's put the other five losses. That's Those were dead teams that he dragged. He dragged those teams into the playoffs. He dragged those teams to the NBA Finals. Take him out, they're losing in the first or second round, especially when he was in Cleveland. But yet, you had LeBron to those teams. They're going to the NBA Finals. And since he dragged a dead team to the Finals, and he doesn't have enough to be the NBA champ, oh, that's his fault? No, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. The impact that LeBron had on his team was absolutely incredible. The Cavs went from winning the Eastern Conference Finals and making the NBA Finals to the year once he goes to the Lakers, they go 19-63, and having the second worst record in the NBA. When Jordan left the Bulls, the Bulls went 55-27. and The year after he left, they went 47-35, and still making the... The conference semifinals. But when Le- but when Jordan was 
when they the year before he left, they made it to the Eastern Conference. They made it to the conference semifinals. They lost three to four. But yet, you the year after he retires, they make it still to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lose one last game, or they lose one more game. That that doesn't show a whole lot of impact that he had. That they were still a dominant team even without him. That, in my mind. The impact that LeBron had on all his teams is enormous compared to what Jordan had. Alright, so let's switch gears kind of, and we're still going to talk about who's the GOAT. But now we're going to talk about the NFL, right? So when you look at it, who's the GOAT? There's about three or four people you can talk in this conversation There's Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, and you could maybe maybe put LT in this conversation, but I don't think LT is, he's probably in my mind the best defensive player of all time. That's a hands down, but I don't look at him as he's the best player of all time. There, there's. You can narrow it down to three and put him out. But then you have Tom Brady and Joe Montana, right? But let's get rid of Joe Montana for a second because stats are clearly showing that Tom Brady was the better quarterback. So if he's the better quarterback, let's put him in this conversation instead of Joe Montana. But So it comes down to Tom Brady and Jerry Rice. So... It's not like basketball. You can't compare it the same way. So when you compare football players that play different positions, it's the way I have to look at it is how dominant were they at their own position throughout history. Like basketball, totals. It's totals that matter. It's not about, oh, well, he did this at this this one season. Oh, he did that one season. Let's look at the totals, how they've done throughout their career. So... I look, I was trying to figure out what's a good way to do it. Let's look at how dominant they were at their own position. Tom Brady is 4th in yards, 3rd in touchdowns, 4th in completion percentage, and 4th in all-time quarterback rating. That's a phenomenal career. There's not a lot of people who are top 5 in every single one of those categories. There's almost no one. It's a very slim group. So then when we look at Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice was first in receptions, first in yards, and first in touchdowns. And that wasn't even in a passing era. During that time, they had the West Coast offense. A lot of people look at West Coast offense, and they hear about it. They think short, high-percentage throws. That's part of it, but a lot of it, and the biggest thing, was West Coast offense believed high percentage plays but they also believed in balance you know half run plays half offense Ooh, sorry half run plays half pass plays you got to keep the defense on their toes and that's how we're going to win the games and that's still one of the most successful still in today's era we're starting to get more into the air raid but so tom brady's stats are more in the air raid 
but he had a little bit of the West Coast in there. So Jerry Rice was putting up more dominant numbers than any wide receiver in history, but yet he wasn't in the air raid. Wait a minute, that doesn't add up. Yeah, he was that dominant. Jerry Rice was more dominant at his position all time than Tom Brady was at his position. The only thing really that's keeping Tom Brady in this greatest of all time conversation, and I'm not trying to bash on Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. The only thing that's keeping him in this conversation is his championships. There's not a lot of teams or players that have had the sheer dominance over a league that he has had. He and Belichick have built probably the biggest, one of the most dominant dynasties in NFL history. They have won two nine straight AFC Championship games. He's six and three in the Super Bowl. That's to me more impressive than Jordan's six and O ring in in the NBA. It just it. Basketball is built for dynasties. Football is not built for dynasties. Football means you're going to be good three, four years. In basketball, if you have a team like the Warriors, you're going to be good for seven, eight, nine years. It just doesn't last as long as as basketball. They just don't. And to prove my point, only eight times in NFL history has a team won back-to-back Super Bowls. Eight times. But yet, in basketball, it's happened 13 times. No team in football has ever won three straight Super Bowls. But in basketball, four times has a team won three or more in a row. The the Lakers have won more than three. The Celtics have won more than three in a row. They won like seven, six or seven in a row. Like, those things... Don't happen at football. The closest thing we've ever seen to that would be the Buffalo Bills when they went to four straight Super Bowls. They didn't win win any of those Super Bowls, but yet that's the closest thing we have. When you win the Super Bowl, you have the toughest schedule in the next season. Basketball is not built that way. You can win the you can win the championship, and you can still have a lottery pick. That just it's built for long-lasting dynasties. So, really, when you look at it, Tom Brady's own dominance over the league is the only thing that's keeping him in this conversation for so long. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Tom Brady, like I said, but he has nothing on Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice owned this league when he played. Before Jerry Rice, there was Steve Largent. Steve Largent set every receiving record there was. And then here comes Jerry Rice and shattered all of his records. All of it. Which sucks to hear because I'm a Seahawks fan myself. But you, you got to give Jerry Rice his credit. He was able to keep his body in perfect health for 20 years. So after you look at it, you know, Jerry Rice is. The greatest player of all time, for, as far as football goes. There's just not another player who dominated the record books like he did. And record books don't mean everything, but 
they sure mean a whole hell of a lot. All right, guys, thank you for the listening to the first ever episode of From the Sound. If uh, if you guys have any questions for me, go ahead and send me some messages. Uh, if you want me to talk about a certain subject next episode, let me know, and I'll try to answer as many questions as I can.